Hey everybody, Mike Sawball, EMG Podcast. Today we're talking about how to make your backyard wedding luxurious. And when I say that word, I like to say luxurious. Luxurious. This is the EMG Podcast. You want to talk luxury. Let's talk about some high-end luxury backyard weddings, Michael. And we've done them. We've done some. We have done them. Um, Multitude of reasons. Uh, well, what? COVID. COVID. Sometimes you pick words that are correct, but they are they sound so awkward next to each other. I try to articulate very well since you say I... Sometimes I, you typically stroke out on these things, I so I'm, I'm glad that that's not happening. Yeah. Um, I did say COVID instead of COVID. It's very true. So it's the fall right now, and um, backyard weddings are dying down. Uh, we have done a few in the early fall, like late September, early October. Right. Um, obviously, these things are are more common in the summer, and they've been more common for us, obviously due to COVID over the last year. So I feel like we are uniquely qualified to talk about some of the best things that we've seen um, from backyard, very high-end, luxurious tented weddings, um, and and different tips that you can use and tricks to make them feel a bit more luxurious. L- luxurious. Yes. Number one. Yeah. So tip number one. I I think the first thing that you need to get your hands on is a decorator or a, a planner who has access to multiple vendors that can actually give you some some advice and what to do and how to decorate um, because it really comes like I knew. When I first got engaged, I actually broached the subject of doing it in our backyard just because I, I just love the thought of it. Like you get your favorite caterer and stuff like that, but it actually can be pretty complicated if you don't have the correct vendors. And, you know, when I was getting married and I was engaged, I didn't have as much experience as I do now. So um, hiring a planner or a really nice, look like luxurious decorator for weddings is, is key. Yeah, I want to piggyback on that. I think I'm going to roll up two tips in one here. Mm-hmm. First tip is get a team or a coordinator or a decorator, someone who has experience doing these things. Because before you can make it pretty, which I agree with you, you have to yeah. really blow it out and you can decorate it to really dress it up and make it feel very high end. Yeah. Before you do that, just like with a house, you got to make sure that you have the structural foundation. And so a lot of times people will think about, gee, what do I want this tent to look like? And they're not thinking about, gee, what are the power requirements that I'm going to need to power this whole thing up and 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 run you know, generators far enough away where you don't hear that buzz and so on and so forth. So I would say talk to someone first who's got the technical know-how from a um, a site uh, build perspective yeah. to make sure that you're building the proper infrastructure. Yeah. Assuming you've done all of that, topically, you can hire a decorator and you can really blow this thing out with the use of two things in particular, flowers and lights. Lights. So let, let's go with lighting because mm-hmm. that's a little bit more our speed. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about three things: flowers, lights, and the actual tent itself. Yes. So we've yes, seen yes. some tents this year that are unreal, right? Like, they look like buildings. They look like buildings. They have there are some that have like acrylic see through uh, clear tops. Yeah, so but it's it, just like a night under the but stars. But it's not plastic. It's not like it doesn't look like it looks like glass. Yeah, or it's the, incredible. some of them have that and also glass chandeliers hanging from them. I don't like, get it. Are we in a backyard? What's yeah. happening here? Yeah. So start with a great tent, okay? Secondly, then the use of lighting, whether they be a chandelier or string bistro lighting, mm-hmm. even up lighting. One of the most common things that I get asked or 
sort of uh, the assumption when I'm talking to clients who are having a tent wedding is that they don't need uplighting because there are no walls. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't matter. No. It's still going to color and provide sort of a depth to the tent, right? Yeah. You say? Well, because it's, you can, if, because lights can be used in multiple ways. You can angle them. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can angle them. And also don't forget about downlighting too. Like bistro lighting is cool, but some tents have actual downlighting which is amazing. It kind of looks like a lounge area too. Yeah. So I just, uplighting is, it doesn't matter where you are. Unless you're in a conservatory, like with all glass during the daytime where yeah. there's no walls at all. Yeah. Okay. Don't get uplighting. But uplighting can be used anywhere, anytime. The other thing that I had mentioned is blowing it out with flowers. Yes. Um, Tommy worked a wedding on the 4th of July this yeah, one, year. One of our clients. One of our clients. And man, did they do a, a beautiful job. Oh my and gosh. It literally looked like a botanical gardens. I mean, it, that's how It gorgeous. didn't look like a backyard to no, me. No, it didn't look like a backyard. And the whole area where Tommy performed, I got to get a picture of it's this. It's like up. a movie set. Yeah. It was just incredible. It was, it was it's, it's unreal. I mean, it looked gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to save that for the tip of the week. Okay. I'm going to save it. That That's actually a really good point. And it was great. It had like, it was like a lot of blacks um, as very like- very colorful with, flowers. With colorful, yeah. It like blew the flowers out. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, so lighting, uh, like a great tent, lighting and, and florals is a, is a good way mm -hmm. to go. Number two. Okay. So the, the next thing I want to talk about, because I did, I did a few of these uh, last year, was if you have a pool, you can actually utilize that space. And what one of my clients did, they actually built an acrylic floor over the pool, and they utilized lighting to make it seem like the Did water was it, moving like, down or up. It right. actually was going from side to side. So the, the water was getting reflected underneath and it looked like the water was like really oh, close. That's really cool. Unreal. And they had like, it had fences and stuff cause they didn't, they didn't actually do the whole pool, which I thought was really cool. Cause the band was on the other side of it. It was just really, really awesome. Was it a dance floor? It was a dance floor. Oh, that's really cool. So they utilized their deck and you know, the tent by around the pool, Yeah, yeah. but the actual pool itself, just like you would be in a ballroom, they utilize it as the dance floor. And let me tell you, it was one of the coolest dance floors I've ever seen in my life. And it was a great, great time. It was, it was obviously big enough yep, because yep. it's a pool and it's, a lot of times it's bigger than most venues. Yeah, that's neat. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Number three. Um, here's here's kind of an obvious one. Um, plan for inclement weather. Um, plan Always. for rain or, you know, whatever, for it to be cold. Have your heaters because there's nothing worse if you're going for a luxurious feel to have a gorgeous thing, but you didn't stop to think about what happens if, and now it's all kind of <laughs> melting, people are getting wet. So think ahead because part of luxury means comfort. And mm -hmm. so if it's going to be a fall wedding or if it's going to get a little chilly or whatever, think through what happens when, right? Yep. And so how do I keep people comfortable so that we can keep this luxury. Listen, it's it's on. a it's you can make it seem like it's a big family gathering, which it, it definitely is, but it's not a family gathering. It's not a birthday party where like, oh, it rains. Everybody can just come inside. You're most likely having 80, 90 people in there. And to my knowledge, not a lot of houses fit that. Yeah. Many people, right, right, you know, right. number four. Um, here's a here's another one. Um that just came up because I did a, a very highbrow tented wedding last weekend or two weeks ago. I don't even remember. Uh it was last weekend. Focus on areas that aren't just the tent. So they had this beautiful piece of property and there were these gorgeous trees and everything. And what they did was, even though the, you know, the, the, the front line of the property where people walked in was, it was about a football field and a half away from where the actual tent was all the way in the back of the Jeez. property. And so they, they uplit with outdoor uplighting trees 
uh, on the way back Smart. to, they put up string bistro lights. Resort-like. So, yeah, so yeah. start to think about the other areas that your guests are going to come into contact with and make those feel luxurious as well. Yeah, and, and a lot of the times, backyards have a lot of shrubbery. They have trees and things like that. And one of the, one of the other parties I did... You know, like how on like in like New York City rooftops, they have a lot of plants and yeah. it acts like almost like a wall. Yeah, and it's very it, it's hard to explain. Like if you've been on a rooftop in New York City, like in Brooklyn or or, or in Midtown, it's kind of like rusticy. And so they set up as if it was almost like a rooftop That's setup. Cool. It was neat. really, really awesome for their main table. It was really, really cool. I was, I loved it. Number five. Um, here's one. Uh, think about the facilities. Think about the the, the what's the restroom situation look like. Um, the most common thing to do if you want to go for luxury is very, very high end. Uh, portable uh, trailers, basically. They yep. almost look like actors' trailers. They look, yeah, they look like they're yeah. restrooms. You open it up, and it's it's basically like being in a public restroom that's very high end and nice, and it, uh, it definitely elevates the old blue Porta John experience. You uh, know? I would, uh, I have to agree on that. If there's running water inside. Mm-hmm. There's you know, so definitely think about that. Yeah, flooring. Um, I mean, there's everything. It yeah. looks like a regular bathroom. And, you know, here's here's probably the last big tip is really think about your catering and your <sighs> your outdoor, uh, your outside vendoring. If, you know, if you've, uh, you know, a big misconception is that doing everything yourself in a tent is going to be cheaper than if you went to a venue. That's no. not the case, no. especially if you want to go for luxurious. Well, right? yeah, I could yeah, I can almost guarantee you that it's going to be more expensive. Yeah, it'll probably be more expensive. But if you've come this far, blow it out. You know, yeah, you really want to go for luxury. Consider hiring a named chef, you know, a chef with a name, basically, yep. who is going to come in and prepare the food for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and make sure that the catering is set up in a way where it it's, you're not, you know, you're not putting the food prep truck or the food prep tent close enough to where your guests are mm-hmm. in the luxurious comfort tent. Right. And, and so there's, there's two ways you can kind of go about it. You can get it catered where it's made at their facility or at, an, at a, a facility that's near your, your area or... If you have the facilities to do it in your own kitchen or at a place where it's closer, you can actually even have it cooked there. That was one of my other clients too. They had a, a chef from, um, I think his name was Aldo, and from Aldo's in Wayne, a phenomenal Italian restaurant, and he was there. Mm-hmm. And he had his he had, he also had his executive chef there as well, and also some of the servers. So it was actually pretty cool. I've never seen anything like that because you know a restaurant brought their own people too. Because sometimes you're hiring a catering staff. Like some of my friends from college now do that. We have some people that work with us that work for catering companies. So it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, you can get your favorite food. You know, yeah, make it, make it, make it luxurious. Blow it out. Um, and then uh, finally, I think we've arrived at your tip of the week. Yeah, this you gave me an idea because of of that that wedding that we did was it was it was unbelievable. But you need that the tip of the week is that you need to plan fourteen day up to fourteen days prior to your wedding that far in advance, huh? and up to fourteen days after. That's how long for their wedding in particular. It took. T- it, I remember it was like ten days. They started for ten setup. days prior for yeah. setup. So you need to plan for that because they can't just do it the day of. It doesn't happen like that. Even the day before, a lot of times people are setting up anywhere between seven to fourteen days prior to the actual wedding date. There you go. Tip of the week: plan ahead, uh, and uh, you know, keep these tips in mind if you are considering uh, making your backyard wedding luxurious. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at elegantmusicgroup.com.